spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Let's go in prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for how you have been teaching us recently about the book of Hebrews and chapter 1 and 2 and the angels and Paul and his relationship to the book of Hebrews, how he got some of his ideals and stuff. And all the foundational truths that you have given us and how you have been building up upon each doctrine, upon each revelation, teaching us more and more step by step to eventually now even come to understand about the writings of Philo and the wisdom of Solomon and that he wrote Hebrews and everything that came before this too, teaching us to not make assumptions about many different things. You, you taught us about that it's okay to have incense, that you did command incense in your temple during worship, and that we will be burning incense in the kingdom during the millennium, and even during the hundred years. And candles, oil lamps, that the symbolism of a sweet aroma, a smell, and smoke and fire, that all these are related to your glory and our prayers and our worship. And the crystals for healing, healing stones that you made for our bodies, just as you did the herbs. That these things are not witchcraft, but rather that all things on earth belong to you and they have been abused by the pagans. But these things are your creation for our good, for our use as tools for us to use. And now you teach us how even the Greek philosophers, how they knew much more truth than what we could ever imagine. That they understood that you are spirit and not flesh. Whereas Babylon so much limits you and memonizes you to being a six foot man or three men. Whereas you are a spirit, an energy that exists in everything, as the Bible tells us that you are in everything, and everything is in you. The scriptures teach us this, but Babylon has, has made our mind so immature to where we could not grasp your greatness. But now we are. 
growing and more understanding, more truth, coming to really know you for what you really are. You are truly the light and the fire and the energy of life itself, the breath of life in all things. And you lighteth every man that came into the world. We praise you, Lord Father. You are truly good. You are righteousness itself. You are life itself. And you are truly good and righteous and just and powerful and all-knowing and all-present. You truly are the essence of love and light and life. And being these things, you are not darkness. You are not evil. You are not wrong. You created righteousness. You created law and order. You have never done anybody wrong. But rather, you have always intended to do right and did do right at all times. You have not gone against your own being, your own existence, even as the scriptures teach us. And therefore, we can now worship you with even more opened eyes and understanding of how great and awesome and good that you really are. You are truly worthy of all praise and all worship. You give life. You give eyesight. You give knowledge and understanding. And you lead us in your ways of righteousness and truth. Father, we lift up to you all that listen to this sermon, that they would understand better, not be confused by what I say, not misunderstand, that they would grow in the understanding of the current events in this world, what's going on, why it is going on, why these things are happening in the world right now, that our eyes would now be more open to what is really happening in the spiritual realm. And that we may teach others and lead others in your truth. Help others to better understand what is happening and why and what's going to happen so that we may prepare the people for the future. <clears throat> we lift up to you our brothers and sisters around the world in Algeria. <clears throat> Korea and Australia, United Arab Immigrants, India and Jamaica, <clears throat> and around the world, wherever they might be, be meeting on the seventh day <clears throat> in your name. We lift them up to you for safety, for protection, <clears throat> protection from the coronavirus, protection from the Nazi communists, and Islamic forces that you would protect them, Father, from the enemy. 
guide them in all truth and help them to let go of the lies. We pray that they would totally surrender to you. We pray that every one of us become more obedient to you, more loving to you, more faithful to you, more trusting to you, and more acceptable to you. We ask for help in listening to this sermon, paying attention, learning, and understanding. Please help those that might not be able to understand my English well. Please help them to fully understand. The spiritual ears be more powerful than physical ears. May they understand the principles and the spirit of what I teach today. And may you receive all the glory. May your body be increased. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. God is so good. Amen. Let's turn to the book of Acts, Acts 17. Like I said, had some difficulty getting on the air today on Talk Shoe, and free conference call wasn't working right either. So we may have to go back and forth different weeks between Talk Shoe and free conference call. Seems like neither one of them are dependable anymore. But nevertheless, we got Talk Shoe working finally again today. We praise the Lord for that. Amen. The title of the sermon today is different from the what you have on the, the paper. If you're here in this room right in front of me, I've changed the title only in the last few minutes. <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. And that is that the George Floyd riots are... A Communist Invasion of Israel, America. Amen. And that's what they are. The Floyd riots are Communist Invasion of America, or is a Communist Invasion of America. This sermon will provide you with undeniable proof that the modern, modern identity of Israel is America and the British Commonwealth of Nations such as England, UK, Ireland, Scotland, Australia, New Zealand, even India since it is a member of the British Commonwealth. A lot of the Northwest European nations which are Anglo-Saxon which means the white race, nations. But I do not want you to misunderstand because we are not 
people who hate people who are not white. This is not what this is about for us. But that is what it is about for the Black Lives Matter terrorist group is they hate white people. But there's a root behind that. There's a root behind it. And that root is a spiritual root, even as the scriptures tell us that we really we don't wage war against the flesh, but rather against spiritual principalities in high places. We're actually waging war and being fought against in a spiritual battle, a spiritual war, by demons and spiritual forces, the 666, 666 representing Islam, Nazism, and communism. That is what these riots are about. So it is a matter of race to Antifa. And to the Black Lives Matter and the Democrat Party, it is a matter of race. In the spiritual realm, is a matter of race. So when I bring these points out to you, it's not because I hate anybody of a particular race, but rather that they are the ones that are fighting us because of who we are as America. Who America is. Where did we come from? Australia and the other Anglo-Saxon nations. Our congregation includes black people from different nations, United Arab immigrants, Jamaica, and brown people and, and black people from different nations. We are not a totally white congregation. In fact, I think that we have had actually more connections internationally with people of color, of either brown or black, than what we have of the white race internationally overall through the years. We have brothers and sisters in Korea and Africa. We have uh, congregations coming into the ministry in Algeria. 23 people there in Algeria, very exciting, that is beginning to work with us and growing in the truth there. Very exciting what's happening there. And here in Acts 17, verse 28, Acts 17, verse 28, it says, For in him we live, in Christ we live. Everybody and everything on earth is inside God. Especially if we live for Him, then we live in Him. In Him we live and move and exist. Amen. That is true. Go back up to verse 26, even 25. 25. Nor is he served by human hands as though that he needed anything, since he himself gives to all life and breath and all things. And he made from one, from one man, every nation of mankind. Amen.
So in that note, Robert, we're going to have to fix that to be verse 26, not 28. We need to mark that on the uh, papers that we're going to mail out to the prisoners. We have three or four brothers in prison as well. Keep praying for them. Jonathan is their leader. So pray for Brother Jonathan and Martin and Augustine and Yogi. These men that are growing in the truth as well. And it says here that God made every nation on earth, every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and boundaries of their habitation. But that all came from one man, Adam. One blood. All mankind came from. So we are all brothers. We're all brothers and sisters through that creation of Adam and Eve. Amen. And God has determined the national boundaries, the borderlines of each nation. God is the one that made the people speak different languages and go different ways and settle in different nations. And God determined it. And it was even ordained even well before the Tower of Babylon. Very much true. Amen. But we are not a congregation of racism. We embrace our brothers and sisters as being of one blood through Adam and Eve. One set of parents, grandparents that we all shared. We all had grandma and grandma, grandpa, Adam and Eve. Amen. God bless their souls. But God did separate the nations and the languages. And he chose to work more closely with Israel and his chosen people. We know that from scripture. It is true. That is not racism. He chose a specific group of people to be his people Israel. But Israel is not just the tribe of the Jews regardless of what Babylon teaches you. Because Israel was 12 tribes, not just the tribe of the Jews. So when we say God's chosen people, we're not talking about the Jews alone, but rather also including America, Australia, New Zealand, even Canada, and other British Commonwealth nations. Now, 10 of those tribes were supposedly lost in history because of the Assyrian invasion. And the Jews stayed behind in the land of Judah and was eventually taken captive by Babylon, but always went right back to the land of Judah. Whereas the northern ten tribes of Ephraim got carried away by Assyria and never came back to the Holy Land. And so they became known, eventually in modern history, they became known as the Lost Ten Tribes of Israel, those that never came back to the land of Israel. Nevertheless, the Bible also promises that all people of all races and colors and languages will be adopted into God's chosen family and his kingdom nation. His family is a kingdom nation. When you are adopted into God's family, 
when you are born again through baptism, you become not only his family spiritually, but also you become a citizen of his kingdom, of his nation. You are adopted into his nation, Israel, when you are baptized, regardless of language, regardless of color. The people outside of his nation, meaning those that are not baptized into Jesus Christ, those that do not become spiritual Israelites, they are rebellious. And that would include people of any language, of any race, including white people, including Americans, including white Americans, if they are lost and are still sold out to the devil. But it also includes Gentile nations in general, Russia, China, your African nations, your Middle Eastern nations, your Asian nations. In general, those nations being Gentile nations are usually most of the time ruled by Islamic or communist or Nazi dictatorships. Very corrupt governments. And those nations are rebellious against God and God's way of government and God's way of life. So those people that are outside of his kingdom and those nations that are not yet adopted in to Jesus Christ, they are rebellious, heathen, pagan nations. Their rebellion and their refusal to be adopted into his kingdom is much more than just refusal, but rather also an active fight against Israel. They hate Israel, Russia, China, Syria, Saudi Arabia, and many African nations. They hate Israel. And they tell all kinds of lies, They're including the lie of the black Israelites, there is no such thing as black Israelites unless only through intermarriage. Therefore, this subject is part of the warfare between God and the devil. And it's very important to understand all of this because, like I say, it's not just physical battle. It is spiritual battle. And therefore, it is important. It is a war between God and the devil. And it's not about the pride of skin color, but rather it's about truth versus lies. What is the truth? What is the lies? What is the deception? And it has a higher meaning in the spiritual realm than even that. It goes much deeper than that. The true identity of the tribes of Israel is also fundamentally important for the understanding of end time Bible prophecy. The true understanding of the prophecies of the Gog and Magog War of Ezekiel 38. And also what the Bible calls Jacob's trouble in Jeremiah 30. What is Jacob's trouble and what is that talking about? The understanding of the end time prophecies for Jacob's trouble and the Gog-Magog War and the invasion of Israel that the Bible talks about depend upon understanding who is Israel. You have to understand who is Israel in the Bible 
in the end time prophecies. That's the only way you can understand end time prophecy. It is a key of understanding. It is what unlocks the door. It is what unlocks the mystery. You have to understand the true identity of physical Israel in the end time. Who are the physical descendants of Israel in order to understand end time prophecy. You have to understand that in order to understand end time prophecy. You can't get around it. It's very important. But not only that, this truth is also important for understanding the current events. The current events. What is happening right here, right now, with the George Floyd riots. You cannot fully comprehend and understand what's happening with the George Floyd riots, which are international, but mostly in America. You cannot understand what is truly happening in the spiritual and physical realm with these riots. These terror attacks is what they really are. Not riots, but terror attacks is exactly what they are. And they are also part of the communist invasion of Israel. They are part of the communist invasion of America. And as we begin to unravel this mystery, we will understand that even more by the end of this sermon. Now we'll go through several proofs of the fact that America and the British Commonwealth, that we are the tribes, the lost, so-called lost ten tribes of Israel. And proof number one is that in the Bible, God promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob prosperity, great prosperity and blessings as an eternal covenant between God and Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, there's other verses in addition to what I'm going to share with you. In fact, I need to gather those and add those to the article as well about the proof that, that we are the tribe of Manasseh in America. But there was promises to Abraham. And then to his promised son of Isaac. Now he had also Ishmael as a son. And Ishmael was an older son, came first. But the promises of blessings, of prosperity, went not to the older son, Ishmael, but rather went to the younger son, Isaac. As therefore Isaac is called the son of promise. He received the promises of prosperity and blessing, even though Ishmael has a covenant upon him as well. I promise that he would become many, many, many people, that he would have a lot of descendants upon the earth, and even great power, but not as much power and as not as much prosperity and not as much blessing as what Isaac would have and his descendants, what his great-great-grandchildren would have. So your main primary blessings were upon from Abraham to Isaac, and then from Isaac to Jacob. 
And Jacob's name was changed to Israel. So that's how Israel got the blessings. It's from Isaac, which came from Abraham. Now, Abraham was also the father of the Arabs, but the blessings didn't go through Ishmael, which would have been the father of the Arabs, but rather it came to Isaac and then to Jacob, bypassing the Arabs. Let's turn to Genesis 22. Genesis chapter 22. And we'll see part of this. Like I said, there's other verses that go back even before this. In a more in-depth study, we would go even back, even before this. But this is a sufficient beginning of today's uh, topic about the promises. In Genesis 22, verse 17, it says, Surely, blessing, I will bless you, and multiplying, I will multiply your seed as the stars of the universe, and as the sand, which is by the shore of the sea, and your seed, meaning your descendants, shall inherit the cities of their enemies. And in your seed, your descendants, shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because you have hearkened to my voice. Robert sent me a note that says, Genesis 22, verse 18, the nations of the earth be blessed. Because I didn't put that in the article yet. And that's very important. Because not only does it talk about that the descendants of Isaac would control the gates and borders of their enemies. It says inherit the cities of their enemies. Invade, that's talking about invading uh, Africa, invading India. Uh, that's what the British Commonwealth did. The British Commonwealth took control of India. They took control of all of Africa. They, cut, they took control of all of the Middle East. Did you know this? That the British Empire, the British Commonwealth, at one time controlled all of Africa, most of it. And most of all the Middle East and India. And so it, it, it was the largest and still is through the Commonwealth. The largest empire to ever, ever, ever exist on the earth. The British Commonwealth was larger than the Assyrian Empire, the Egyptian, the Babylonian Empire, the Greek Empire, the Persian Empire, the Ottoman Empire. There has never been a physical empire upon this earth larger than the British Commonwealth. It was the most powerful and the largest, both. They controlled the land of their enemies more than anybody else that has ever existed upon this earth. There's nobody that can fit this description better than the British and also the American Empire, because the Americans are British. The original American Europeans that came over in the 1700s and 1600s, the Pilgrims, 
and the Puritans and the uh, George Washington and all those people that came over in the 16 and 1700s. They were British and Scottish and Irish, which are all part of the British Empire. But only, not only did they control the cities of their enemies and the gates and the borders of their enemies, but also, at the same time, they blessed all nations. All the nations of the earth was blessed by that invasion. Amen. They brought prosperity, money, finances, funding, and protection. And good rulership. Yes, they did. The people like the Democrats, the Communists, the Nazis, the Muslims, Antifa, the Black Lives Matter, these Nazi groups, every one of them are Nazi groups, they want you to believe that the British Empire and George Washington and Columbus, that they were ruthless, evil, wicked men. And they're tearing down these statues. Of course, we do not believe in having statues of men. We know that they are idols. And in one sense, it's a good thing they're being torn down. But in another sense, the reason that they are tearing them down is not the right reason. It's not for obedience to the second commandment that they should not have any graven images. But rather they're doing it in a wicked reason of hatred against white people, against Israel, against the British Commonwealth, against those that came and brought civilization to the nations. Amen. And it was God's will and God's leading that brought them. It was God Almighty that brought Columbus to America. It was God Almighty that brought the Puritans and the Pilgrims and George Washington and the slaves to America. It was God Almighty that, that put many of the Africans into slavery just as he put the Jews into slavery just as he put the Anglo-Saxon white ancestors in slavery it don't matter what color you are when you get yourself involved into witchcraft and stay in it and do not repent even after he warns you you will be taken as a slave and that's what happened with Africa they was all into voodoo and other forms of witchcraft Worshipping the creation, even as the so-called Native American Indians. And it should not matter to us if we are white or black or yellow or red or brown. The facts matter. Facts matter. And the fact is the Native Americans were wiped out and invaded and conquered by the Anglo-Saxon British because of their sins of witchcraft, paganism, worshipping false gods, and worshipping the creation over the creator. And I say that with much Native American ancestry in my family. 
But even if I am descended from Native American Indians and the Cherokee and Chickasaw Indians, I still have to confess the sins of my forefathers. Amen. So whether you are brown, white, or black, we have to confess the sins of Africa, the sins of the Jews, the sins of the Native Americans, the sins of the Koreans, the sins of whatever nation that we may be from. Amen. God brought the slavery into existence and it has always been a form of punishment. Read the Bible. Even Abraham had slaves. Even Isaac had slaves. Even Jacob had slaves. It is God's way of taking rebellious people and bringing them into management control. And that's just the truth, whether you like it or not. Even in the New Testament, the apostles wrote more than once for the slaves to be obedient to their masters. It didn't say that slavery was wrong. It didn't say to run away or to be rebellious, or to hold protests or riots, or to overthrow your masters, or to shoot your masters in the head. But rather, it said to be obedient to your masters. And God will again bring slavery. It's going to happen. People don't believe it. People do not believe that the Americans will be taken captive as slaves to the Middle East and to Russia and to China. But it's going to happen because the Bible says so. So whether you're black or white, regardless of skin color, if you are disobedient to God and do not repent, slavery is one of the many different ways that he brings people under control. Amen. Nevertheless, in verse 18, the nations, all the nations of the earth were blessed by the British invasion of the nations, the majority of the world, the majority of the world, of the population, came under control of the British and in that, they were blessed. The British built up the cities and built up the towns and built dams and, and things that would bless the land and bless the people and help the people. And who has blessed people of all nations more than America? Where we see in physical help doctors and emergency aid to every place on earth where there's an earthquake or, a, or a, a major disaster of any kind, as well as financial funding, even for our enemies, even for the wicked, absolutely wicked Palestinians. Saudi Arabia, Turkey, and many African nations America funds the world 
as well as polices the world. Amen. Especially back in the Reagan years, America was the policeman of the whole world. And we did what we were supposed to do to defend the weak and defend the, the oppressed during <clears throat> President Ronald Reagan in the 1980s. I, I remember his administration very well of how he so many times took control, sent the military where they needed to go and defeated the communist enemies on more than one and two occasions. Amen. And that's what we should be doing today. But President Trump is too much of a chicken to take control and defeat the communist enemy. But we have blessed the whole world through, through the arms of America and through Judah and through the British Empire. There is nobody on this earth that fits this description more than America and Judah and the British Empire. It is these three arms of Israel that has blessed the whole world. Africa has not blessed the world. So the black Israelite theory is a lie. Africa has not blessed the world. Except for very minor influences, but more corrupt and evil influences than anything else. Now look at chapter 48. Genesis 48. Now we're going to jump down. We're not going to read all this. But basically in, in, in Genesis 48, I do encourage you to read the entire chapter later. But Jacob, the old man Jacob named Israel, is on his deathbed. And he calls his son Joseph to him and his two grandsons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Now Joseph had married an Egyptian woman and had these two sons with her. So Manasseh and Ephraim, they were the grandchildren of Israel, the descendants, the seed of Israel. Through an Egyptian woman. So they are part Jew and they are part Egyptian, not Jew. No, that would not be correct, but rather Israelite and Egyptian. And of course, they have Assyrian, not Assyrian. I get it right in a minute. Syrian blood as well. All these have Syrian blood. All the tribes of Israel have Syrian blood. As well, as you read on the website at I Saw the Light Ministries. So on the deathbed, he calls the two grandsons and he says this down in verse uh, 19, Genesis 48, verse 19. It says, and he would not, but said, Jacob said, I know it, son. I know it, Joseph. I know it. He, talking about Manasseh, shall be a people, a nation, and he shall be exalted, he shall be great, 
But his younger brother, Ephraim, Manasseh, I mean Ephraim, shall be greater than he. And his seed, his descendants, shall become a multitude of nations. So we see here that not only was Israel at one time 11 or 12 tribes before this, but through the blessings on the deathbed of Israel, on the deathbed, he blessed the two grandchildren, Manasseh and Ephraim. And it became not only 12 tribes, but multiple nations beyond the 12. Multiple, 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 multiple nations in his descendants. Be a multitude of nations. Amen. In addition to the 12. Because these multitude only come from Ephraim. Whereas you had already other nations, other tribes, through the other the other boys, the other tribes. Now Ephraim would be greater than Manasseh because he would be a multitude of nations. That is the British Commonwealth, a multitude of nations. Now some people would say, well, we have a multitude of nations in the European Union, which includes Eastern Europe, communist nations. And then you have a multitude of nations in the Soviet Empire, and then also in the African Union, and then also in the Arab Union. So you have all kinds of confederations and empires and multitude of nations upon the earth. Well, yes, that's true. But none of those have fit the other properties, the other identity uh, requirements for Israel. None of those are physically uh, blood brothers with Israel. Amen. The Arab Confederacy, the Arab Union of Arabs, and the African Union, they, and the Soviet Union, they are not blood brothers with Israel. So whatever Confederacy and multitude of nations that you're looking at upon the earth, they cannot be the multitude of nations that this verse is talking about unless they are blood brothers with Judah, which was one of the other tribes. Amen? And then also not only blood brothers with Judah, but who received the blessings of prosperity. The African nations are not very prosperous. Now, you could say that some of the Arab nations are prosperous, but they are not blood brothers of Judah. So, no matter what other confederacy you could be thinking about, they do not fit all the requirements, but British does. The British Empire in America is the only ones that do fit all the requirements for the identity of Israel. Now, moving forward, The ancestry of Queen Elizabeth is another proof of the identity of the lost ten tribes of Israel. Let's go to the book of history, history book, the book of 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 7. Now 
Now, I confess that I've not had time yet to read these in the AOV, but I'm sure that they'll be sufficient for what I need to talk about in this. Two Samuel seven. This is page eighty-two in the history book eighty-two. The ancestry of Queen Elizabeth proves that the British Empire is Ephraim one of the tribes of Israel. The royal family of Queen Elizabeth has traced their family ancestry all the way back to King David, maybe even before that. And that is extremely important because it proves that the British is Israel. They come from King David. And also because the Bible promised that the throne of David would be eternal would never cease, that there would never cease to be a person upon David's throne. The Bible promises that. And that's what these verses are going to talk about. And we even did a sermon on that. I don't know when, a year or two ago, we did a sermon proving that Queen Elizabeth sits on David's throne and that God had promised that there would always be a person upon David's throne. And so 2 Samuel 7, let's look at verse 4 and 5. And it came to pass in that night that the word of Jesus came to Nathan, saying, Go and say to my servant David, thus saith Jesus, You shall not build me a house for me to dwell in, because... Really, God wanted his son Solomon to build the temple rather than David. And goes on down. Uh, let's go down to verse 12 and see where it goes from there. Verse 12, and it shall come to pass that when your days have been fulfilled and you shall sleep with your fathers, meaning go to sleep, to die, that I will raise up your seed, your descendant, your son Solomon, after you, even from your own body, and I will establish his kingdom. And he shall build for me a house to my name, the temple, and I will set up his throne, even forever. Amen. And I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And when he happens to transgress, then will I discipline him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the sons of men. But my mercy will not be taken from him, as I took it from those whom I removed from my presence. And his house shall be made sure, and his kingdom forever before me, and his throne shall be set up forever. So you see here that the throne of David through Solomon and his descendants, and his descendants, and his descendants forever, David's throne would always be exalted through his children, his descendants. 
So therefore, there must be somebody on this earth now that if they could, that they would trace their ancestry back to King David and Solomon. Well, Queen Elizabeth and her parents, they have proof of the family line, who their parents was, who their grandparents was, who their grandparents was, all the way back to Solomon and David. And they're still on the throne. They've given up a lot of that power. They've given up a lot of their power, a lot of their authority, which is not right. Nevertheless, they still have that rulership, the, the power if they was to seize it. If they was to take advantage of it, they still have that power. And David's throne still exists. Now, most African nations do not have a king or a queen except for only if they still recognize Queen Elizabeth as their queen, if they are still a member of the British Commonwealth. But other than that, most African nations, and I did look this up last night, and really there is maybe only one or two African nations that still have their own king or queen. Therefore, Africa as a whole cannot fit the biblical requirement for the identity of Israel. Now, America does fit because history shows that America was founded as a territory of England. The American territories were under British control, under the British throne before the Americans rebelled against the British throne. So we were established originally under that British throne, under the throne of David originally, as far as official government uh, and how they were trying to exalt themselves. The British throne was definitely trying to exalt themselves over the American territories. That was the reason for the American Revolution. Now, the next proof, which is related to that, is that there is a literal throne in England or Scotland or wherever it's at in the UK in Edinburgh Castle. And there at that castle, there sits a coronation stone, an actual stone which is the pillar of Jacob that we read about in the book of Genesis, that he made a, a, a tuck of stone, he laid his head on it as a pillow, but also he used it as a column, that he used columns of stones as memorials to the Lord. And he, he did this on more than one occasion, more than one location. And history shows we actually have historical records of how, or at least legends and stories of where the stone was taken from one place to another place to another place and another place and eventually to this castle. And it is actually a stone that Jacob used more than once. This stone proves that England and the British Commonwealth are the descendants of Ephraim and of David. 
the British throne recognizes that that is the origin of that stone. They recognize that. They acknowledge that. And that stone is present under the throne whenever a new queen or king is crowned. That's why it's called the coronation stone. They make for sure that that stone is there underneath the throne whenever they crown the next king or queen. So that's very important because in that way, in that way, they're honoring God, the honoring the God of Jacob. They are still having a stone of memorial to God and of their ancestry upon, upon each time that they appoint the new person to take over David's throne. And then the next proof is the Egyptian symbols on the American money and the buildings in Washington, D.C. Now you could say that the pyramid and different symptoms, symbols and the all-seeing eye and all different kinds of things, different symbols, you can debate, you can fight about what symbol is good, what symbol is bad. But regardless of any debate, the symbols, some of them are Egyptian. And that is because the America, remember that Joseph had married an Egyptian woman and Manasseh and Ephraim, therefore, are part Egyptian. Therefore, America would have some Egyptian ancestry and Egyptian culture that would be passed down to us. Amen. Just like the stone of Jacob was passed down through Britain, we would have Egyptian stones passed down to America as well. It only makes sense. But then I forgot to cut in bold the part about Denmark. But Denmark, the nation of Denmark, is the next proof. And that is that Denmark is not called Denmark. If you actually live there or live in Europe, then you would actually know them as Danmark. And that is because the two words, Dan and Mark. Mark is a marking, a branding, a, 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 a something you would leave behind as you travel from one place to another. And the tribe of Dan actually did do that, that they would leave like a paper trail, you know, stones, some popcorn, you know, whatever. <laughs> if you're going to walk in the woods, you leave some popcorn so that the bear can follow you, so that you can find your way back. <clears throat> so they would leave a mark wherever they was, wherever they was at. So they was called Dan Mark. And I had read at one time that their constitution, which is older than the American constitution, even says something about them being the descendants of, of Israel. So we see even in the name of Denmark, and perhaps also in their constitution, that they are one of the tribes of Israel. And if they are one of the tribes of Israel, then it only makes sense 
for the other nations related to them, surrounding them, to also be the other tribes of Israel. And then the next proof is the islands. And we can see some of that in, uh, let's turn to Jeremiah 31 in the book of Prophets. And we will eventually, very soon now, get down also to end time prophecy and why this is important to the George Floyd riots and what is going on. Now, again, I didn't read this ahead of time, so we may have to go to a different chapter number because Jeremiah chapters are different in the Greek Septuagint. So let me look this up real quick first. So it would be, in the AOB, it would be Jeremiah 38. Jeremiah 38 in the AOB, but in King James, it would be chapter 31. So in the AOB, we'll go to Jeremiah 38, verse 10. If you are following alone in any other translation, you need to go to chapter 31. But in the AOB, chapter 38, verse 10. Hear the words of Jesus, you nations, and proclaim them to the islands afar off. Say, he that scattered Israel will also gather him and keep him as one that feeds his flock. What this is, is a prophecy that Jesus will gather the scattered tribes of Jezreel from the islands afar off, afar off from Judah. So when Jesus comes, he will gather Israel, not just from the land of Israel, but from islands far away from Judah. Amen. And then there are other verses that confirms this as well over in Isaiah. But before we go to Isaiah, I want to look at Jacob's trouble. That's in Jeremiah here. In chapter 30, which might be 37 in the AOB. So, AOB, Jeremiah 37, and King James, Jeremiah 30. Verse 7 about Jacob's trouble. For that day is great, and there is not such another, and it is a time of distress to Jacob that he should be saved out of it. Amen. So this is a prophecy of the great tribulation. That day is great, as in the great tribulation, and there is not such another. Remember that Matthew 24, 
says that that time should be a time that is worse than any other time has ever existed nor ever shall be again. That's what that's saying right here in verse 7 here too, is that this is going to be such a time of trouble and distress and tribulation. If you look at the word distress here, that could also be translated as tribulation. So it is a great tribulation like as never has been before that there should not yet be another time worse than this time. But it says it is a time of tribulation to Jacob. Now remember, Jacob was also renamed Israel. So it's a time of great tribulation to Israel. Now we know that the great tribulation will be worldwide. Every nation, both Israel and Gentile, every nation, it should be great trouble. But it's focusing on Israel because it is talking about that not only has he chosen Israel as his people, but even his own children can expect a spanking. Even his own children, not just the children of the Gentiles, but his own people, his own chosen people. America is not too great to fall. Amen. Even his chosen people of the Israelites can and will be taken slaves, disciplined, chastised, and given a good spanking when necessary. Amen. But, nevertheless, he should be saved out of it. Then you come down to that next chapter, which we read first, about that, um, what verse was that? 38 verse 10. Verse 10. Hear the words of the Lord, the nations, the islands that are far off, that God will gather him and he will feed his flock. So the context is, yes, I will punish my people, but I will save you. I will deliver you. The reason for punishment is to get them to repent. Amen. So it's a promise of redemption. Amen. Praise the Lord. And he's going to redeem them, those that were scattered to the islands of the British Isles. Since this is talking about the islands are far off from Judah, from Mount Zion and Mount Olive and Mount Sinai, then you would be going away from the Mediterranean Sea. You would be going out of the Middle East. And when I think of islands, I really don't think of Africa. I'm sure they've got islands. But those islands don't fit any other, other description. Amen. So when I think of islands afar off from Judah, I think of the British Isles, Scotland, Ireland, England, those areas up there in that region. And there is reason to believe that they was carried to the northwest as well. And let's look at the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 49. Isaiah 49, this is page 37.
Isaiah 49, Hearken to me, you islands, and attend, or pay attention, you Gentiles. After a long time it shall come to pass, saith Jesus, from my mother's womb he has called my name. He has made my mouth as a sharp sword, and he has hid me under the shadow of his hand. He has made me as a choice staff, and he has hid me in his quiver, and said to me, You are my servant, O Jezreel, and in you I will be glorified. Amen. So when he says, You islands, and he says, You are my servant, Jezreel, he's talking about the same thing. He's calling Israel islands. Amen. So Israel... And he's talking about after a long time it should come to pass. So there's a prophecy of the end time. Again, that God will deliver Israel from where they're going to be located in islands, the British Isles. I even think of Australia and New Zealand as being islands as well. I learned in school that Australia, even though it's massive landmass, it is an island nation. And that is what I learned in school. And we know that New Zealand is islands. And where did they first land in America as far as most of the immigrants was on? What is it called? Staten Island. So I think it's very significant that the main gateway into America for millions of immigrants over the decades was an island. I think that is significant. And then another point of proof of who is Israel is if you compare the skin color of the leaders of Israel with other nations. If you look at Benjamin, I can't pronounce his last name, Netanyahu, maybe that's right, pretty close, about as close as I've ever said it ever. Netanyahu and other formal uh, prime ministers, Arian Sharon and Ehab Barak and Shaman Perez, Golden Marar, David Ben-Gurion. If you look at these Leaders of Israel throughout generations, throughout the last uh, five decades or so, they're all white. And if you look at the land masses of the land of Judah, Israel, they are surrounded by brown-skinned Arabs mostly, but these people are white. So that tells me that their blood brother, Manasseh and Ephraim, would also be white, not black. It doesn't make any sense to have black Israelites, except for, of course, like I said, intermarriage. But mostly, in general, on the most part, they would be the same color as the Israelite Jews of the brother Judah. Some people would say, well, that's not proof because... The people that are calling themselves Jews in Israel are not truly Jews. But that is a lie of the devil. 
and that is racism. That's Nazism. That's Islamic communist propaganda that wants you to think that they are not the true Jews because they hate the Jews. They hate Israel. And therefore, this is Islamic Nazi propaganda that the Holy Ghost would protect you from. If you have the Holy Ghost, he will protect you from that Nazi Islamic communist propaganda. Amen. It's a very, very racist doctrine to teach that the Jews are not Israel. Very racist, hate-filled doctrine. Anybody that believes that doctrine, that they are not true Jews in Israel, they are people of hate. I've seen that over and over and over and over and over. I know what I'm talking about. It is a doctrine of hate. They hate the Jews. And then another proof is that the nations are founded upon the Bible. If you look at Israel, they are founded upon, they've got a law about keeping the Sabbath, even though in the past few years they've been weakening those laws and doing away with some of those laws. But until just the last few years, Israel was very much in accordance with the keeping of the Sabbath and the holy days, forbidding travel, forbidding certain types of work, forbidding certain types of businesses from opening. They are built upon the Ten Commandments and, and the law of the Old Covenant and the law of the Bible more than any other nation on this earth. So how can you say that they are not Jews? And then when you look at even America, how even our Capitol building at one time was a church, and how George Washington was a preacher, and so many memorials to, to the Ten Commandments and to the Bible and to the God of Israel throughout Washington, D.C. and the Founding Fathers. Now, I understand that some of them were Freemasons, but I believe that their involvement in that was naive to some extent for some of them and temporary for some of them, I do believe. And even if they were in it for a long time and not naive, God can still use anyone and anything at any time to bring about what he wants to bring about. So it doesn't just knock it out of the park and just totally... Uh, prove me wrong just because they was Freemasons. It does not prove me wrong. Because you still have to look at the facts of what they wrote about the Bible, what they wrote about God, how they were Christian believing people, even if, if they were in Babylon. They were still uh, very much putting this government upon the foundation of the Bible. And especially if you go back to the Puritans and the Pilgrims, even before George Washington, and look at those, fir those first settlers from Europe into America, even more that they was founding their government and their laws on the Bible. 
as the original European settlers, even before George Washington. They had they had even outlawed Christmas and Halloween. I don't know about Easter. I'm sure they probably did that too, outlawed it too. They definitely, I know for sure, had made it against the law to observe Christmas and Halloween. And they were Sabbath keepers. So they was founding their laws and their communities here in the United States based upon the Holy Bible. And then you compare that to the African nations where it's mostly communist, Nazi, and Islamic governments. Nigeria, Muslim nation right now, Muslim government, dictatorship, ruthless, does not follow God's commandments. And many other nations are in the exact same boat. Amen. When I think of all the different nations within the continent of Africa, I do not think of them as being nations and governments built upon the law of God, but rather upon corruption and stealing and thieving and murdering their own population. That is not Israel. Amen. Many of them were allies, even more and more as time goes along, allies with Russia and China, allowing China to come in and take over more and more and more. And then the next step of proof is the English language, how the English language uses a ton of Greek words. Now we know that the English language uses some words that came from German, which actually is actually another step of proof as well, because the Germany part of it came from Assyria, which we were taken captive to Assyria. So even the German part of our language actually gives more credence and even more evidence as well. But beyond the German and the French and the other languages that we borrow from, more than any other language, America has descended from the Greek language, which means Pale Hebrew. America, more than any other language, descended from Pale Hebrew. And you can find evidence of that within the article. And I did update the article again today. And last night and today, I've added much more to that article. And so now, everyone needs to go back. Everyone needs to go back and read the, the newly updated article about uh, the tribes of Israel, proof that they come from Israel, America, and British Commonwealth comes from Israel. And I will be posting the link to that in the MeWe social media groups, and it'll be in the newsletter and everything. But the address is I saw the light ministries.com slash manasseh.html. Now, let's finally get down to how all of this is important for the current events concerning the George Floyd terror attacks across the nation, what's happening in Seattle. Although God first chose Israel 
to be his nation, to reveal himself to, Israel is not immune to proper punishment for her sins. Ezekiel 38 and Jeremiah 30 and many other Bible verses predict the coming end time chastisement of his chosen nation, Israel, including America. Therefore, it's extremely important to understand that Israel is not and has never been only the Jews. The end time prophecies for Israel include prophecies for America, England, Ireland, Scotland, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, even India, since it is still a member of the British Commonwealth and an American ally and other American allies. <clears throat> After we understand the prophecies of the Anglo-Saxon nations and their allies, we understand the war between Jacob and the Israel-hating Gentiles. Then we can begin to understand current events as foreshadowings and even beginnings of the future end-time events. For example, right now, we see the so-called Black Lives Matter terrorist group and the very fascist Antifa terrorist group. They are in cooperation with the so-called Nation of Islam, the Muslim Brotherhood, the Communist Party, and the Democrat Party. They are all working in cooperation in these nationwide and worldwide riots, which, as I said, are actually terror attacks, and they were actually the beginning of the invasions. These 666 groups, Nazi, Communist, Islamic groups, are extremely racist against the white Anglo-Saxon Israelite tribes. This is a war between the Gentiles and Israel. That is exactly what we are seeing right now in these so-called riots. This is a war. This is not riots. This is war between the Gentiles and Israel. And they are waging a very real war to take over and seize American property, territory. They are literally displaying signs in Seattle, Washington, that says, quote, you are leaving America. And another sign I saw that says, this is the end of America. They are actually displaying signs that says that. In the territory that they have seized, invaded, and conquered in downtown Seattle, that says, you're leaving America and this is the end of America. This is a foreshadowing of the soon coming Chinese and Russian invasion of America. The Black Lives Matter and Antifa Confederation is among the first waves of the first of the Gog Magog invasion, which has therefore already begun through these armies. Whose side do you think they would take? When the Chinese and Russian armies arrive, of course, these Democrat leftists will take the side of the Russian and Chinese militaries when they arrive, and they will actively fight with those Russian and Chinese militaries to continue to overthrow, seize, and conquer more and more American land. What you see happening in Seattle right now and across America and the world 
is war, spiritually and physically, between the Gentiles and Israel. This is exactly what is happening, and that's why it's important to understand who Israel is and who is fighting who. Amen. In fact, it is well documented that Russia and China, the Communist Party, and the Muslims as well, that they had planned to do the following things before the actual military invasion. This is well documented. That the Muslim nations, which I need to add that to the article, that the Muslim nations, that is the Islamic uh, powers that be, as well as the Communist Party, their plans were, before they actually invade America, to do the following things, to prepare for the invasion. And that included to infiltrate the colleges, the universities, and the school system, to mind wash, pro program the youth to turn them against capitalism and against America, to infiltrate the American government through the Democrat Party, and to use the Democrat Party as an arm of the Communist Party. All of this is documented that they would do these things before the actual military invasion. It is also documented that they had planned to cause racial division and hatred in America before the military invasion to weaken society and as well as to turn the citizens against the police and against their own government. This is documented that they wanted to cause a race war and a civil war and to turn the American citizens against the police and against the American government. And they also had planned and admitted that they would release a biological warfare, warfare using viruses that were genetically engineered to attack the white race before the military invasion. This is documented. All of this is documented that Russia and China and Syria and the Muslim nations planned this race war, organized this race war in order to tear down and weaken America from within before they bring in the actual armies. So you see that this understanding about who Israel is is fundamental. It is a key to prophecy. You have to understand that in order to understand what is happening right now between the Gentiles and the whites up in Seattle and across America. But the good news is that we know that the Bible says that God will redeem Israel and deliver Israel and not only the white Israelites but anybody on this earth that wants to convert to the God of Israel and that any nation of any language of any color who would submit themselves to the God of Israel can be baptized 
into Jesus Christ, be born again and adopted into the Israelite family. Amen. That is what the Bible teaches, even in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Both agree that you can be adopted into his kingdom, his nation, his family, the citizenship of heaven through baptism. If you also agree to the Ten Commandments and his holy days and his way of living. Amen. That includes submitting yourself to the government of the land. In most occasions, with some exceptions, to live a righteous life. Submitting yourself to the police. Obeying the law of the land. And I had read and I posted on MeWe today, another black man shot by police down in Atlanta, Georgia. And you know that's going to cause even much more chaos. But the fact is, he was high on drugs or drunk or something, probably both, and was fighting the police, resisting the police tooth and nail, and they couldn't even control him, even with multiple tasers. So no wonder they shot him. I'm glad they shot him. He deserved to be shot. That's one less drug-crazed criminal on the streets. Justice was done. I take the side of the police, the American government, the Israelite government, the government of God. And the government of God demands strict punishment for those that resist the law, for those that resist the government. As the scriptures say, to submit yourself to the authorities. Amen. If you run from the law and you fight the law, then you can expect punishment. We must have law and order. But the Islamic Communist Nazi 666 plot is to turn you against your own government, against the police, against law and order. It is the spirit of lawlessness. As Paul even said, that spirit of lawlessness is already at work. Amen. And all these things are foreshadowings of the invasion to come. American territory has already been conquered and seized by the communists. And they're not doing nothing about it. Nothing. As far as I know, the, the military and the police has still not come in to, to free that land. That took at least six blocks, probably more now of downtown Seattle. And I saw a bunch of people posting on Twitter about, oh, they're not harming anybody. They're not doing any harm. It's, it's a festival. It's a party. The Democrats are stupid. This ain't no party. This ain't no festival. This ain't no good time. They are robbing people raping people and holding people under the point of gun and demanding uh, money, hundreds of dollars from people that are inside those six blocks that they took over, demanding money 
to stay alive. They are terrorizing people in that those six blocks. It is an invasion, and the U.S. military ought to intervene immediately. But President Trump is too chicken to do anything. He just wants to bark and, and threaten. But he's afraid of the governor of Washington. He's afraid of the Democrats. He's afraid of losing the election, which he probably will anyway. That's not a prophecy, but I say there's a good chance that he's going to lose the election. And then we would have Biden and probably Clinton as his vice president. We'll see how that comes out. But if Biden wins the election and, and if he chooses Clinton as his vice president, he could very easily die because he's already had two or three, two or three or more brain aneurysms. So he could die very easily and then leave Clinton as president. And the election is just months away in November. Very, very close. It'll be here before we know it. Do not assume either way who will be president. Do not assume. Whatever happens, happens. But the door is wide open for the fulfillment of the Clinton presidency prophecy. Wide open possibility. Amen? I can see very likely that that could come to pass. Not to the exact original prophecy, but nevertheless, the main core of it would be fulfilled if it happens that way. So time is short either way. No matter how we cut it, time is short. Please be in prayer for Pastor Ehub up in Algeria, his congregation of around 23 people. That is a Muslim nation. And plus we're in the middle of an epidemic and the congregation being poor people. Please be praying for them day and night. Please be lifting up that congregation up to heaven. Lift up their congregation in prayer often. My wife, Brother Robert, the ministry, the new Spanish website, uh, everything else. The AOB translation, the new article about Philo, all these different things. Please be praying about every one of these. Pray for each other. Pray for unity. Pray for more discernment because I tell you that is needed. More, 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 more discernment. That you will not fall for any tricks of the enemy. Do not fall away. Do not allow the enemy to cause you to fall away. Put on the whole armor of God, as fellow said. Put on that whole armor of God. Amen. This is a fight. This is a war. It's going to get tough. What did we say a few months ago? That it's going to get worse this year. That there would be more war, more strife, more trouble. It's going to get even worse than this. You ain't seen nothing yet. America is falling into chaos. And it's going to get worse. It is time that people realize that time is getting shorter. Things are getting more serious. That priorities must change. People's priorities. 
We need to put God first, especially the men of leadership in God's kingdom need to put God first. Amen. And I want to know who listens to this sermon. I know that Sister Kiki, Brother AJ, Brother Kareem was here to listen to the sermon. But I want to know who else. Because I am responsible for the flock. I am responsible for you. For every and each and every one of you, I am responsible. And I know that Brother Russell also is listening. So I want to know, Ehub, are you listening? Meekness, BJ, Peter, Fiona, others, Alexandrius, Alexandria, however, sorry if, sorry if I pronounce your name wrong, and other people, are you listening? And who else, whose names I don't know, are you listening? We need to become tighter, closer. We need to be family. We need to be one body in Christ, one mind, one spirit, one accord. You cannot do that if you're hiding behind the curtain like a card. Come on now. Join the congregation. Join the work. Join the kingdom and be active and propitiate in this work. There's much work to do and we can't get it done if everybody just wants to sit on the sideline and watch it like it's a football game. This ain't no football game. It's a war. We need more people to come and help us fight. Even as Antifa had a sign that said, come, more of you come. We need your help. Everybody come, bring guns. Well, I'm saying the same thing, but don't bring guns. Bring your prayers, bring your tithes, bring your support, bring your, your moral and excellent support into this work of the kingdom of God. We need all the laborers that we can get. Amen. Praise God. Now, I see Brother Meekness there. It's good to see you, Meekness. We love you very much. Our very dear brother in the Lord. Amen. So... Uh, it's exciting again what we see in Algeria with these people uh, who, who already had a great foundation of truth coming into more truth. Please, everybody, be praying for them to come into the truth even more, even more, even more, even more. Let's pull them in through prayer. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next seventh day. And, and uh, if anybody has any questions, cures, or concerns, please feel free to contact me through MeWe or through email or through the website or any other methods. Robert, you got anything to say? And again, this new article uh, or updated article will be posted on MeWe today so that you can read all of this and more. There's more than this in the article. And But I do need to make some quick changes before I post it. So give me some time to make some edits in the article 
then you will need to refresh the page and reread. I like for you to reread it all the way from the very top of the page after I make these edits. And when you see that it's posted, then you'll know that the edits are done. Almost half the year is gone. The other half of this year will go very quickly. Amen. Uh, Meeting has requested to hear Brother Robert. <laughs> yeah. Well, Meekness. Hey, Meekness, it's Robert. How are you doing? So, Robert is very fundamental, very important in this work. He responsible for the Spanish translation and my wife also had done some of the Spanish flyers a few years back and Robert took over that to get the other flyers and all the all, all the articles on the website done in Spanish which again is in need of prayer for many people Spanish speaking people around the world to come into the fold amen to come into the flock of Christ amen and Megna said, thank you, I'm happy, brother. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I was shouting today when Ehub answered my email today as well. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let us all rejoice. Let us all rejoice every day for God is good. Even when we are having problems, even when we are distressed, God is always good. And God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. Amen. Amen. All right. I'll see you all next seventh day. God bless. And the congregation said, Amen. Amen. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.